With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the different religions. And um, 
you know, enjoy your time with your family because, you know, pretty much it for right now. <laughs> yes, please, please. Everybody, do drive safe. Be very careful. Please don't steal anything like a former WWE star Emma. Please uh, <laughs> learn how to use a cell phone really? online. Which, uh, really? I, I, I used to work in a whole uh, point of sale company and. I'm not a fan of checkout lines because you always get that one person that don't know how to use it, or you get the older folks that can't really can't really read or follow computerized directions. But I digress. <laughs> Shimblade, are you a what were we for a call? Are you a fan of the self checkout lines? Um, actually, I am. You know, sometimes like if I'm rushing to go, um, I can just put it on the line and go. But if I have like uh, a million a million items or so, I'd rather go on the line, but every now and then it gets on my nerves that, you know, you have that one douche or that one lady who uh who's texting right before she takes your order and, you know, she'll stand up there thirty seconds and meanwhile I got like sixty, seventy dollars for groceries. So yeah, I just wanna give them a bro kick for that one. So True. Definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, we uh Sorry, fans, I do apologize for that delay. It's a way for Moose to call in. Um, we, you know, we normally we don't do Raw reviews. We don't talk about Raw or SmackDown because everybody does that. But <clears throat> there is a, a growing concern within uh, the IWC, Internet Wrestling Community, or just fans in general, of the lackluster product that uh, WWE has been producing lately, especially around the holiday times. I want to get uh, Shimbley, your thoughts on NFC Game Boy, your thoughts on uh, WWE's current products leading up to the holidays. Well, first of all, you're going to give me a headache uh, because I'm going to say it like I've been saying it for the past three or four weeks about the WWE product. But before I do, I'm going to have to say that Raw last night, uh, you know, I could have cared less and didn't do anything for the storyline. But to me, the worst Raw of the holidays was the uh, one about three or two years ago where Alberto Del Rio ran over Santa with the car. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was yeah. one of the worst episodes ever. <laughs> so um, I have to say that right now it's going to be an uprising in 2015 with certain promotions over WWE's product, and we all should believe that Vince McMahon should be shaking in his boots, even though he doesn't care about the other uh, companies that are coming out. I mean, NXT, everybody's rushing home to watch that show, and I feel vindicated that since the Art Evolution episode, everybody got turned on to that. We have Lucha Underground, who uh, has a small, fledging network, which some people can see it and some people can't. they got to catch it on YouTube, but everybody's starting to like that. You just used the word small, fledging. Small company. Yeah, I did. <laughs> fledging. Um, small, can, can, you, can you explain small. what that means for those that, that may not know what that word? Well, to like, reiterate, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small company where certain certain cable providers hold, like uh, Verizon Files and Ghetto Tony has it. Shout out to Ghetto Tony. Um, he he has it, so he can't watch Lucha Underground. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that one, and then we have New Japan. I don't know what that network is coming on, and um, we just have a we just have a whole lot of of 
wrestling that's coming up to the point where you don't need to watch WWE anymore or you don't have to because they're going to keep changing. And if you know the, uh, what Jeff Jarrett is trying to do with uh, Global Force Wrestling, he's trying to put talent into Global Force to the point where it rotates like all year round so you won't have a top guy like 24-7, you know, like John Cena is. And then TNA is coming up with a new company, which uh, I hope we're crossing our fingers that it doesn't be like the last, uh, what, five years, you know, from their entire network. So uh, right now, I should say that Vince McMahon, if you're listening, uh, be very, very afraid. Uh, and at the Game Boy, your, your thoughts? Well, uh, he pretty much nipped everything in the bud. I didn't watch uh, <laughs> Raw. <laughs> I, I seen the, the, the women's match. I caught that because I, I was all working. So I, I, I miss Raw. And, you know, they always recap. I heard Roman Reigns did something and somebody else. And John Cena beat, uh, what's his name, again. It, it was It was silly, but... The women's match actually looked at somewhat entertaining just because their outfits was actually entertaining. But um, <laughs> the rest of that, I, I can care less. Um, there is a new revolution that's coming in wrestling in the independent scene. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. everybody is now embracing it. I'm on, I don't think that Vince McMahon is shaking in his boots because he's still been around for over 30 years. So I don't think that even with these companies coming up, it's not going to knock down the day that he. I mean, think about it. What would you do if the day that he just up and disappears? I mean, think about all the characters and in your lives that's associated with it. But I will say it will make his writers and the talent get somewhere else to go. A lot of these guys don't have no way to go, so they have to put up with these bad storylines and these stupid gimmicks. Now they're going to have places to go where they can be, be seen on television and actually be themselves and actually give decent wrestling matches and not sports entertainment. And I think that's what's going to be really the uprising of 2015, you know, the fall of sports entertainment. That's what it should be, the fall of sports entertainment, 2015. Tweet that, the fall of sports entertainment. Like, sports entertainment needs to die. It's not entertainment no more because we already know what's coming. Sports entertainment is like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and that type of stuff. That's just my opinion. You feel me? Hmm. You're not a fan of Peter Cottontail? No, no, not at all. I, it's, it's, you know, it, wrestling is supposed to be a story told through moves and 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 actions and stuff. You know, it's just like, it's like you know, you got dancers. Like uh, I know churches got like spirit dancers, and you know they they dance to a rhythm, but the the rhythm they dance they to, through. yeah, they they telling the story. Well, wrestlers, you know they don't dance, but you know when they wrestling in that matches, they tell a story, and that story supposed to keep you intrigued until the beginning until the end. And what sports entertainment does is instead of the wrestling tell a story, they actually have to act like they in Hollywood. And tell a story, and a lot of people can't act. That's why not everybody is in Hollywood. It's like everybody can't sing. That's why not everybody has a record deal. You feel what I'm saying? And sports entertainment, they make these people feel like they superstars, and they really ain't. They just got the title because they associated with other guys who's 
who are super soft. And that's the misconception that the day that he gives you. Come on down the day that he, we're going to make you a star. But guess what? He wasn't a star before he got here. So when, after you finish with him, he still ain't going to be a star. Stars are not made, they're born. You feel me? Some people, they knew they was a star when they were six years old. And that's just how I feel. You know what I mean? Okay. With that, with that being said, we're going to bring in uh, one of our fans. Uh, welcome to Under the Mat Radio, Eric. Yeah. How you doing, guys? <laughs> doing good, man. <laughs> I know, uh, I know you wanted to call and, uh, and give your thoughts of uh, just the product overall with WWE around the house. Oh, man. Yeah, Monday Night Raw was pitiful. It was basically a recap of what was shown on TLC, and I think it was a waste of time to even watch it. And plus, you seen that hoe, Hogan. They gave him the right name. He's a hoe. He will always be a hoe to me. Wow, that's kind of harsh. Yeah, what's your your current thoughts on that? You said before you're not a big fan of him. Uh, Do you want to say why? You know, he's just a rude prick, really. He thinks he can control everything. And then when someone stands up to him, like, he get real nervous and stuff. Like, oh, wow, I can't believe he said that to me. Well, fuck you, Hogan. You ain't all that. Because I thought, really, he was just full of hype. And I thought, like, Jake the Snake, Robbers, Macho Man, Ranthers, and all of them were better than him, for real. Wow, that's a... You got a lot of pent up hate over there. Yes, Hogan is a piece of shit. He really is. I I I've really never been a big Hogan fan because I don't like a guy who wins all the time. It it kind of defines the point. People don't win all the time. It's just not possible or not feasible. And he wins like all the time, and that's why I don't like the John Cena character. Because he wins all the time. Yeah. Of course. Real, real quick, uh, Eric, if you don't mind, I believe we have another caller coming on in. Sure. Sorry, you cool four four. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio. Hey, hello. Yes, Eric, cool four four. Yeah, this is Moose. Hey, what's going Moose. on, brother? What's up? What's going on? Man, hey, nobody answers their Twitter. Nobody answers their Twitter or their email. Try to find out what number to call for this uh, this interview today. Uh, well, we, uh, we we do have our correspondent on the line. Um, I do know I uh, definitely we tried to tweet. I know you know I checked the email. I know we didn't get an email at all, but we do apologize for that. Um, since simply, I'm gonna turn it on over to yeah. you, brother. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a uh, up. This is a, I would say, up-and-coming star of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Um, I met him at uh, the Ring of Honor tapings in Baltimore, Maryland on November 22nd. This is one of the few big men that's actually impressed me with his work. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Moose. Welcome to Under the Mat Radio, Moose. What's up, man? Yeah. Not much. uh, (laughs) I've been waiting for you. I... I tried to reach out to you by emails and tweets, but I never got anything but retweeting, so I never got, like, a reply. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Like, a lot of times I'm so busy doing something that when I check my Twitter, that's the most I do is 
retweet or favorite. Like, unless I have specifically something to say to somebody, then I usually just retweet and mm. or oh, okay. hit favorite, buddy. But I mean, I mean, I mean, when I make a schedule to be somewhere, ninety-nine percent of the time I'm always there. So once I told you I was going to be on the show, I mean, trust me, I have it on my calendar. So okay. Now, well, how do you I'm gonna re- are you a um, Moose? Are you a fan? How how do you feel with social media? Are you a fan of social media? If so, uh, are you a more fan of Twitter, Facebook? Were you a fan of MySpace back in the day? Um, right now I'm more of a fan of Instagram. I usually don't do the Twitter thing a lot. I check it every now and then, but I'm mostly always on Instagram. But I do remember back in the day the whole MySpace era and the start of Facebook. I actually had—I I don't think I ever had a—I um, never had a MySpace page. I think I don't know if y'all remember. Y'all remember Black Planet? Oh yeah, yeah. that was yeah, that was old. I think I was in high school when that came out. Yeah. Um, I think I did have a Black Planet page, but um, yeah, but. I'm right now a big fan of Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, and I only check. Um, I usually use Twitter for more fan experience and just to see what everybody's saying. And but I'm not. I really don't post a lot of stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. NFC Game Boy. Well, Moose, myself, thank you for coming on. I got a chance to meet you at the show here and. Uh, in the Maryland uh, district a few, uh, well, I think it was last month or so. Mm -hmm. And um, my question to you is, is that there's so much diversity in Ring and Honor. You know, so many guys, uh, you got your your white wrestlers, your black wrestlers, and your other wrestlers, you feel me? Um, And that's something that I love because, you know, the diversity is not really shown as much like it is now, but Ring of Honor has really brought it to the light in the last few years. My question to you is is that now that you're a rising star or even a star itself, what is the goal that you think that you've made in 2014? Uh, the goal I've made in 2014 or 2013? Yes. This, no. This year, 2014, what is the goal that you think that you made? Um, I mean, one of the biggest goals that I have set out for me earlier in the year was to wrestle on pay-per-view and I didn't know what company it was going to be for I just said I wanted by the end of the year wrestle on a pay-per-view and I obviously accomplished that this last uh, the last show we did with Ring of Honor which was a pay-per-view show Final Battles and um, so I mean I haven't really set out any goals for 2015 um, I guess I have two weeks to start thinking of some, um, but um, but um, one thing about me, once I set out goals, I work more than a hundred percent to fulfill them. So that's one thing about me. Um, once I have an idea and know what I want to do, I'm going to put one hundred ten percent in achieving that achieving that goal. With that being said, I'm going to turn over to Shannon. You know, Shannon had a couple of questions, so I want to take away from him. Moose, 
uh, one thing that people don't know is that you had an extensive career in the NFL and, you know, you were one of those superstar, you were one of those uh, guys who easily transitioned from uh, the NFL to wrestling. You know, you had Bill Goldberg, you had even legends like Wahoo McDaniel, uh, Tito Santana. How, what, what was the transition like from you playing NFL football to getting into wrestling? And also, what made you get into wrestling? Um, the transition was um, actually pretty easy. Um, and reason being is um, I've always been a wrestling fan. Um, I feel like people who struggle with the transition are usually people who really never watch wrestling, not big fans of it, just do it for a job or, I guess, a way to make money. And those people are usually people who struggle with it, and it's kind of hard for them to transition over. In my case, I've always been a big wrestling fan. Um, I mean, I know more about wrestling than an average fan because I've been a big fan of it since I was like eight, nine years old. I mean, always watched it, knew every wrestler, knew everybody wrestlers move, everybody, every wrestler's music. Um, I was just a big fan of it, and it was something I knew I, I wanted to do when I was very young. And just with opportunities I had with playing football, I couldn't just jump into wrestling because I had something going at, at during the meantime. So, but the transition was very easy, honestly, because I think my passion for wrestling made it easy. Okay, um, I, I will I will ask you this: as a kid growing up, uh, can you name me three of your favorite uh, wrestlers that you that you watched on TV, and also just a little. Just to shake it up a bit, tell me one of your favorite wrestlers of today. Um, oh, that's simple, easy. Um, big fan of Ric Flair. Um, big fan of Razor Ramon. And big fan of, oh, actually, um, during the WCW um, era, Juventus Guerrero. Really? I'll probably the biggest okay, Juventus wow. Guerrero fan ever. So you um, like the yeah, uh, and that's what, that's funny because when a lot of people talk about lucha wrestling, they forget about him. And for right. some, I was more of a Juventus Guerrero fan, and I was a Rey Mysterio fan. Surprisingly, wow. I mean, yeah. Um, but I mean, it was Ric Flair was. I was a super big Ric Flair fan. Um, man, you got Dusty Rose. Uh, boy, the full on Anderson. Um, <laughs> trying to think of more guys I was I watched Tully back then. I'm not really a big Tully Tully fan. Um, don't nobody like Tully. Uh, nah, <laughs> I mean, don't. I don't know. I, I just this wasn't this wasn't I mean, I guess he wasn't badass enough. I mean, I don't know. Well, not saying he's not a good great wrestler. I mean, I just, I don't know. Well, it's just like I wasn't being honest. I know Sting is probably one of the greatest wrestlers that ever did it. And, I mean, he is a legend. But I just wasn't a big fan of him. Not taking anything away from him. That There's just, I wasn't well, a big mm-hmm. fan of, of Sting. Not, taking, not saying that he wasn't great and he's not one of the best ever. I mean, because he is. It's just I wasn't a fan of him. Like, 
the guys that I really like, I would do anything to watch those guys, you know. Not saying that yeah. if I was in a room with them, I wouldn't walk out and be like, oh, my God, that's strange. But I just wasn't a big fan of I, – I mean, I once I wasn't a big fan, and he was just not one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also it comes to this is that um, my friend trained – you trained under uh, – a friend of mine trained was Mr. Hughes. Now, yeah. uh, can you, can you, uh, you know, Big Cat Curtis Hughes, can you tell us uh, how was that training process went? Like when you, when you first started, was it tough? Was it, uh, was it lightweight? I'm not going to say easy, but was it lightweight? Was it tough? Was it extensive? You know, like they talk about Bill DeMont and hardcore Holly training. How was it? Um, Hughes training was, I mean, I want to say it was tough because of where the world I was coming from. And to this day, I don't think anything is as tough as that. Um, but he was trying, I mean, it was pretty tough for what it was. It was tough. Um, definitely learned a lot from him. Um, it was just, it was, it was tough to the aspect that you feel soreness in places that you never really felt sore at before. Um, where in football, usually the norm, your knees are sore, pretty much your joints are sore, you might have some lower back pains, and, you know, the the usual way of wrestling, when I first started training, it was almost like there was certain spots in my back that was pretty sore, and that was from hitting the ropes, which I've never really experienced that before. Um, the amount of bumps we had to take, just learning how to take a safe bump, um, I mean, you definitely got sore from doing that for the first time. And just the overall wrestling cardio was different. But like I said, coming from the world I came from, I wouldn't say it was tougher. It was just different. But it was an okay, e- it was but, easier. Definitely. So yeah. with that, with that, what would you say was the toughest thing for you to grasp or adjust to coming into the world of wrestling, coming from the NFL? Okay, um, I think the toughest thing to grasp was story, like telling a good story while you're in the ring. Because one thing that's one thing that was new to me. Because as a wrestling fan, for the first of all, for the longest, I was in the same boat as everybody. I thought wrestling was real. For the, I mean, wrestling is real, but I thought everything about wrestling was real coming up as a kid so even as a younger adult i just watched wrestling because it was i loved it it was something great to watch but i didn't understand what while watching it there was a certain story told in my mind as a fan i was just thought it was move after move after move after move and actually being a wrestler i think the toughest part to grasp in my training was Wrestling is not move after move after move after move, but it's actually a story being told. And I think that was the toughest part. The mental part pretty much was the toughest part in my transition. Okay. Now, if you don't mind me asking, going backwards, is when you were training for the NFL, what was the toughest thing for you to grasp there? Oh. So, in the NFL... I don't have to change my train of thought there. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's a 
football kind of came easy for me too. Uh, I mean, football kind of came easy. So I guess the toughest thing to grasp is everybody is different. So the same, the one way you prepare for one opponent one week would be totally different than how you prepare for another opponent one week. So you have to go in not with a different mindset each each week. You, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, for example, one week, um, and as a rookie, you don't know this. You come in, come in thinking, you know what? I'm going to use the same game plan I use against this one defensive end, and I'm going to do the same exact thing I did last week, this week against this defensive end, and that was tough because I. And it doesn't work that way in the NFL. So the same, the way I prepare for the White Freeney would be 100% different than the way I prepare for Julius Peppers because they're two different players, you know. Right. So I think okay. that's one thing that was tough for me to to um, to prepare for or to change because going and coming from college and high school, I did the same thing, had the same mechanics. It didn't matter who I went against, and I was going to do what I do. And I could be wrong because, I mean, I was never all pro in football. So maybe that's how you get guys who make the Pro Bowl year in and year out because they do what they do and they don't change it. I mean, I don't know. But I know one thing that I had to do to, to I wouldn't say survive, but to elongate my career in the NFL was adjust week after week against whoever I was going against. But, I mean, I'm not saying that's the way to do it. I could be totally wrong, man. Right. And it's the game, boy? Well, there's not too many guys we can ask because you've actually had an NFL career, and luckily you didn't have to leave it because of, uh, you know, scandal or anything. You know, Um, you have your own reasons. But it's good to have an insight like this because – not to, you know some of the guys that came from the NFL and got into the wrestling ring has been very boring. Kevin Green, you know, you know <laughs> like you you gotta <laughs> understand they do the same moves like they in the NFL and everything. And when we all uh, here under the mat, when we was watching your match, it looked very painful <laughs> to your opponent. Did <laughs> a very good job of making your enemy. Your opponent hurt. Like he, it, you can tell he was hurt because it was just, and it was surprising because for your size, like Shin uh, uh, illustrated, you you was able to really tell the story, and it just looked bad for him. And I was sitting up there and I'm watching, it and I'm like, <laughs> God damn, he beat the shit. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, and I would take that as I would take that as being a good thing because. Um, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's still doing pretty good. He's he was actually great after the match. So I mean, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, and the the goal, our job in wrestling, um, and I'm not trying to break kayfabe or anything like that, but uh, our job in wrestling is to make the viewers have the same reaction that you had. Oh my God, Moose just killed that guy when I actually didn't. I actually mm-hmm. didn't do anything to hurt him, but 
everybody thinks that I killed him. But I guess my job, I did my job good that night. Thank you. No, no problem, no problem. Now, now my question to you is about your manager, the the guy who who, who represents you, uh, who 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 speaks on your behalf. Tell, tell us the story of how y'all two came about uh, your 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 uh, your connection with. Uh, well, maybe he's not your manager. I don't I don't know if he's a representative of somebody. Tell us the story about him. Um, Stokely Hathaway. Um, okay, well, for the people who've been watching Ring of Honor, and for also the people who haven't been watching Ring of Honor, I'll give you a brief summary of my relationship with Stokely. Um, so when I first got into Ring of Honor, I was supposed to have this match versus R.D. Evans, and he was on a streak. I think it was like 120-something and oh. And yeah. we were supposed to have a match. Um, I think it was a Philly, if I wasn't mistaken. So Stokely was not really a manager at that point. He was kind of like a do boy for all the errands. And um, so we were supposed to have the match, and Artie grabbed the mic before the match and pretty much pleaded and made a good case on why I should join him. And at the time, I thought, you know what? Instead of beating Artie's ass, maybe... I could learn, learn some things from him because he, he has been in Ring of Honor for a while and I was a rookie. So instead of whooping his ass, I decided to, you know, join join him as a tag so I could be a sponge and learn and get information from him on how to further my career at Ring of Honor, you know? So during this whole time of me working with RD, me and Stokely became, believe it or not, we started off hating each other, and that's just because we didn't know each other. Uh, and he thought that I was going to be one of those guys. He thought I was going to be just like Artie and make him my do-boy also. Give me a cup of coffee here, go wash my car, stuff like that. But during the time of me working on RD, we decided that, you know what? I mean, I started talking to the guy, and the guy seemed pretty good, pretty cool. And we decided to be... We became friends, and at the time, progression became best friends. So he, we had a conversation, and we decided, you know what, we don't need R.D. He treats you like shit. He treats me like shit. How about we do our own thing and kick R.D. out? So that's how the whole thing at Final Battle happened. So to answer your question, Stokely is not my manager. He's more of a friend. He's actually my best friend. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for for clearing that up. It's the world now knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your manager at all. Yeah. Um, uh, go, go, Shabli. Um, I, I have this question, and I'm, I have a statement before I say this question. Now, watching ROH Wrestling, your theme music and your chant is one of the biggest pops I ever heard in the show. You know, you know <laughs> with the music and everybody is chanting moose and it's all in unison in the arena. Um, but it may be a stupid question for me to ask you, but what possessed you to get the name Moose? Um okay, a lot of people don't know this, but Moose was a name given to me by my rookie year in the NFL by Michael Vick. So really? what reason he gave me that name, I have no idea. 
um, a good buddy of mine, one of my ex-teammates, Todd McClure, Todd Mudduck McClure, we was in the training room one day, and um, I was, we were always getting our ankles taped. And as a rookie, you never want to get your ankles taped before a veteran. That's like a big no-no in the NFL. So I was on the table getting my ankles taped, and Michael Vick got came came in the locker, came in the training room, and was like, "Hey, Moose, get the hell up." And I didn't know who the hell he was talking to, so I just ignored him and kept getting my ankles taped. So Todd McClure, a good buddy of mine, to the day he grabbed me, was like, hey, Quinn, he's talking about you, buddy. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know my name was Moose, so I got up. And ever since that day when he called me Moose, everybody in the, in the on the team and in the locker room started calling me Moose. I hated it. I thought it was the dumbest name ever. I have no idea why I was given that name, but I just, I, it just stuck to me. And I, I, I mean, now that's why I go by. Oh, okay. Um, it's funny you know, because it started from a name that I hated, and I've at multiple times I've actually thought about changing my first name the most. <laughs> well, does anybody uh, call you? How many people actually call you by your government, or is your name to the point where everybody's called you by your nickname? Uh, I mean, my girlfriend calls me Quinn, and I mean, a lot of close people, a lot of close people call me calls me Quinn, but okay, everybody outside of my household calls me Moose. Okay, so the family and close friends call you that. Okay, yeah. Now, um, it's kind of funny because a lot of my close, a lot of my close friends don't even know me by Moose, so. If you was to meet them, it was like, yeah, um, we just talked to Moose. They'll be like, who? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but it's funny. It's also funny that if you go in the wrestling world and you be like, yeah, I just spoke to Quinn, they'll also be like, who the hell is Quinn? Yeah, double agent. Yeah, separate lives if you want to. <laughs> so um, I did want to, since you brought up that story about uh, Michael Vick calling you Moose, can you tell us why you were playing on the Falcons with him? Uh, what kind of guy was he before and after the whole uh, scandal that he went through? Because um, to tell you the truth, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, across the water from uh, Newport News, and I heard about Michael Vick being this great guy uh, for, uh, I forgot what high school, I think it was like Kickatan High School, or, but I knew I knew what high school he played, or Hampton High School, and then he played for Virginia Tech, and then next you know, he made the league, and he got fired in his dogfight, and then he had a brother who wasn't worth crap anyway, uh, as far as Yeah, that. Mark. Uh, Marcus Vick, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't worth anything. I, I actually almost met him uh, be, that that day he pulled a gun on somebody at a McDonald's, and that was next to my mother's house. So he he wasn't worth anything on paper. All he had to do was go to college and uh, go to college and uh, play football, and he'd be in NFL too. But as I was asking you, um, how was Michael Vick as a as a teammate? Um, I mean, it was a, he was a great teammate. I mean, I played pretty much two years with him. Um, he was a great guy. I mean, it was unfortunate what happened to him with the whole dog situation. And I mean, I'm sure he learned his lesson from it. But, I mean, on the field and off the field, he was a great guy. I mean, 
a caring teammate, actually a real good teammate. And, hmm. I mean, I have nothing but great things to say about him. But, I mean, like I said, it was real unfortunate that he went through the whole dogfighting situation. And, like I said, I'm sure he learned his lesson from it. Well, and, and, and so you, you know, you know my with, with football. You used to play for the Colts, and the dude used to play for the Patriots. So <clears throat> you guys have to play with is some called you know arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of a Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Um, what are your honest opinions on Brady and on Peyton Manning since how you actually worked with them um, on that team? Uh, they're both great. I mean, both first ballot Hall of Famers, and I mean, they're both great. Um, I I did ask to compare who's better. I mean, honestly, and my answer every single time is who cares? Like, you could, you're not going to lose with either one. I mean, like, that would be, that's a hard comparison. Like, who cares? Like, it's almost like comparing an Xbox One to a PlayStation 4. Like, they're both great. Like, you're going to win with either one, you know? And I mean, but they're both great guys. I, I actually blocked for um, Tom Brady, and I mean, he's it's almost like a coach on the field. And I'm sure Peyton is the same way. I never actually, um, I was on the same team with him, but we never actually, I never actually played with him because the year I was with the coach was the year he was going through the whole neck fusion thing. So um, he never, I he never actually played the game that year. We he practiced a bunch, but. We never actually shared a, a field together, so I wish I could have played with him. But I mean, he's—I mean, just from watching him every Sunday, I mean, he's—he's—if not, there's not one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and that's the same thing with Brady. Same so, thing with uh, uh, Belichick. Oh, oh yeah, Belichick, know. greatest coach of all time. I could—I'll say that right now. <laughs> Yeah, I I smiled quite a bit. bit. I mean, maybe not on on camera, but off the field with um, behind closed doors, he he smiles quite a bit. He actually he's actually a funny guy. Um, His he's he's real funny actually. Um, But I mean, in front of the cameras, he is business as all as usual. So actually, that's his. That's his favorite quote, business as usual. But behind closed doors, he's a likable guy, a great coach, funny guy, greatest coach of all time in my opinion. I have one question I want to ask real quick. Um, excuse me, Shane. I want to okay. take off the football topic um, real quick. Uh, as you know, we are all – Black guys talking, and I, I enjoyed this time we had with you know, Ring of Honor and, and Moose. You telling us your stories and stuff, but it is an issue that that is real heavy on my heart. And I do want to ask if you like to give your opinion, I would love it to hear it. But if you don't, I understand because of your position. Uh, of course, it's obvious what's going on in the world today in the media with uh, the blacks. Youth getting killed by the senseless violence of the police. Um, not all police are bad, just like not all, all right. black kids yeah. are niggers. But right. I do want to know with the issue with Eric Garner in New York and with Mike Brown in Ferguson and 
the senseless killing of the two officers who passed away this past weekend. You know, I just wanted to know your opinion about these issues and, uh, you know, how 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 it affected your family. Oh man, like it's uh, it put me in a weird position. Um, and I'll try my best to answer this question without people hating me for it or disliking me for it. But I mean, obviously I am black, so it sucks to see a black guy die at any time. Um, but I also don't know everything that happened. I tr- one thing about me, I try to stay away from negative news. But I mean, honestly, that's why I don't watch the news a lot. Actually, I don't watch the news at all because in today's media, it's a bunch of negativity on TV. I, I try to stay positive. I try to stay away from that. But um, I don't know much about it. I mean, I, I heard the whole Michael Brown situation and uh, bless his family. And I mean, I know that sucks to lose a kid and to lose anyone, um, black or white or whatever race they are. I mean, so, I mean, for me not knowing what's going on and actually there to see what happened on my two eyes. I don't like to make a comment because, I mean, he could have been killed because of his race. He could have been killed because he actually reached for the cop's gun. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there to see it. So everything, I think people are quick to react without knowing what actually happened and actually being there to see what actually happened. They just go by, oh, man, a black guy got killed. That's so bad. The cops killed him because he was black. But I mean, and that could be the that could be what happened. But it also could be he reached for the cop's gun, and the cop had to do what he had to do. So, but with that being said, I mean, the end of the day, we lost somebody, and that's very sad. So, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question at all. But I really can't talk for it because I wasn't there, and I don't know what happened. Only God knows. Only God, Michael Brown, and the cop knows what happened. And um, I mean that's my take on it. So I mean I, well, I usually don't like I usually don't like to speak on it because I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I'm just going by speculations, and um, I don't like making comments on stuff that I didn't see in my own two eyes. And it's a he say she to say battle, you know. I, I understand, <laughs> and and let me just let me just say I'm not. I'm not trying to put you in a hot seat. I'm not trying to, I mean, I, I, yeah, you, I know. you know, put you, you know, uncomfortable or anything. It's just, um, I, I, we have a radio show, you know, this is a great radio show and we have wrestlers and entertainers and all that. And I always felt like, you know, I, myself, NFC Game Boy, and I, I don't speak for Tech and I don't speak for Shin. I'm speaking for myself. So if anybody have any comments or anything, they want to say, don't, don't go to the, the host and the correspondent, you can come to me. It's an obligation of me being a black man to address it to the people, even if it, you know, I'm not racist at all. I'm not a homophobe at all, you know. I love all people. As long as you don't disrespect me, I won't disrespect you. And um, the reason I ask is because this is a platform for you to speak your opinion. Mm -hmm. I think you did it very well, you know. And um, I'm glad that you mustered up the courage to even say that because a lot of, I hate to say it like this, Uncle Tom would not even say that much. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. 
and that's 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 real coming from real right there. You feel me? Yeah, so right. I thank you for for your input on the issue. Yeah, and I mean, it's just a hard, it's just a hard situation. I mean, it's a hard situation to talk about, and um, it's just, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, like I said, people are quick to react about things with not really knowing the full detail of it, and that's the world. That's the world we live in. I mean, and as it, it sucks that we lost them. I mean, it's just one of those things where. I don't, I never, I usually never speak on it. I don't like to speak on it because I just don't know what happened to speak on it. And I think it would be totally wrong if I gave an input on what, what I see in the news because nobody was there. <laughs> the only two people that was there, I mean, the the cop, obviously, and the guy that died. So I wish we was here to hear his side of it, but we're not, I mean, the thing is, we right. lost a life. Depend um taking away from color, from race, for skin color. I mean, he was a human, and we lost a human. So I mean, that sucks. Uh, mother lost a child. Uh, brother lost a sibling. You know, that's that that sucks. So I mean, it's just I mean, it's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we thank you for that. Um, Shimbley, real quick. Um. You have you ask uh, Moose a question, then I ask him something before we can let him go. Um, yeah, I was about to get back to football and get more controversial because one of the things about you know you play for the Patriots, and um, as a person, let alone a Ravens fan, I can't stand Tom Brady for anything. He's a great guy, <laughs> but he, he cries. He cries too friggin' much. I don't know if it's the two touch after he throws the ball, he just cries for for a flag or anything like that. But oh, Brady, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know Brady. how true that is. Yeah, tell me about Brady. Um, I mean, Brady is—he's highly competitive. I could tell you that much. Okay, I can dig that. Highly competitive. But but also, I think Peyton Manning is too. You know, go, for going from Indianapolis and going to uh, the Broncos. I even made the joke last year that, you know, with his head and everything like that, you know, with the Broncos uniform, he reminds me of Timmy from South Park. So <laughs> that, that's how it is, though. But to ask you a question, Moose, you are not only with uh, Stokely Carmichael as far as uh, you two. Oh, Hathaway. Huh? Stoke, oh, Stokely, Stokely Hathaway. Hathaway, yeah. Stokely Carmichael is from the Black Panthers. Excuse me. Don't but yes, you're also man. with <laughs> You're also Don't. with uh Prince Nana. Yeah. You also so how was how was Prince Nana cuz I hear so much about him like through fans. Um he's I mean he's a great guy, man. Um he's Prince Nana is actually a mentor of mine, so a lot of things a lot of my um, upbringing in Ring of Honor is he has a lot to do with it. Uh, so what I usually tell everybody is when, because actually to get technical through it, it's, it's four of us. It's myself, the beach. It's Prince Nana, the mentor. It's Vader Scott, the lawyer. And then it's Stokely Hathaway, the friend. So that's pretty much all four of us in a nutshell. The beast, the lawyer, the mentor, the best friend. 
That sounds like an album. You said what? Yeah, it For a rap album. Young Money, you album. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Move stable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <clears throat> real quick, real quick, Moose, before we let you go, we'll say, uh, um, you know, if we follow you on Twitter, it went over your, whatever your pictures, and uh, we'll have to say, do you like your setup for your TV? And you have a picture of Brock, and you say studying, and you have the WWE Championship, over top, your two Atlanta Falcons helmets. And then on the bottom right, you have the smoking skull belt. Oh, man, you got it on detail in this yeah. picture. <laughs> it's why I'm tech. Yeah, that's why he's tech. Yeah, that's why he's tech. Um, yeah. Now, why why did you choose the WWE and the, now the WWE title that Moose has on his TV? And note, this isn't stalky, it isn't on Twitter, which is public. Um, it's the spinner version, and you had the smoking skull belt. Um, why are you a fan of those two versions of the uh, championships? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have all of them. I have every single title. <clears throat> They're just at um, some of them are in storage. Some of them are in my bedroom. Some of them, two of them is in where my um, video game TV is. And one of them is hung downstairs in my basement. So I have every single title. I'm a big. I mean, I'm just a fan of wrestling. So, and a lot of people don't know this. I have every single title from the IC title. I won't say every single title. I have the IC title. I have the, the spinner. I have the world championship, the big WCW gold belt, um, the smoking Do you title, have the international the, title, the international. Do you, have the international? <laughs> you remember the title when when Flair left? When Flair left the WWF in '92. And it was the title that um, that was used that Sting, Ron Simmons, Vader had, uh, Barry Wendell Muda. That, that, You're talking that about the big gold belt, right? No, no, well, no. He the, botched the on that one. one. He, he botched on that. That was the world title when Flair left. Because Flair had the big gold belt, and they had the whole story about him not returning it. So they made yeah. a world title, which looked like the WWE title. And right. that was when uh, Ron Simmons and Sting and Vader wore it. Right, but the technical name for that is the international title. So I was wondering if Moose had totally. that title, and a lot of people don't know totally. about that title at all. Yeah, I don't know oh, about it. I don't know about that one. I'm, I might have to look that up. Um, yeah, I, do look. When, um, I do remember when Sting left with okay. the with the world title. <laughs> and, um, actually, no, the world title was what they before it was WCW. It was. Um, what was the name of the, the promotion? Uh, NWA. So right NWA. That's yeah. the original yeah. gold belt. It's the NWA title. Yeah. And then when it became WCW, they used the same belt. Now, I think I know, when you talk about when, when Flair left, what company did he leave? Was it when WWE? He, when he left, yeah. He left, when he left WCW, when Jim Hurd took over, he took, the big gold belt to WWF, and he started blaring the belt right. out because he can't show it. And then that's when WCW brought in their title, which was originally called the international title. Oh, no, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it actually, was the world title, but they ended up calling it the international title when Flair came back. And that's when he had that little, um, uh, what you call it, the fusion match, that match with Flair and Sting and Clash uh, of the Champions. Thing. Actually, so, um, 
I, I do have um I do have a bit of a technical um part in this where uh, the the international title was a big gold belt that they bought back and said it was the NWA title and then they switched it over and it was the WCW World title and they had the international title was a big gold belt that Sting had and they unified that one so that's what they dubbed it as. I think I I know exactly what you guys are talking about but I thought both yeah. belts looked exactly the same. No, Rick Rude had the oh, title. Okay. He had the international title, and then he lost it to Sting, and Sting and Flair fought for it. That's when Rude right. had to retire. Yeah, that's the international title. Real, real, okay. Yeah, yeah a real, real quick, we run out of time. But, um, Moose, what, what title do you have in your collection do you feel was your favorite one? Um, My favorite one is definitely the, huh, may, I'll say, uh, between the smoking skull and the uh, W, between the smoking skull and the W, the spinner, the two that you just talked about, those are my, I think those are my favorite. Okay, cool, hmm. cool. Do you like that? Why well, do you like the fact that you have all the title belts? Just about and the fact that you, you actually embrace it, that you have all the title belts in your store. Well, I can hear you. The question, I didn't hear you. He said, he congratulations to having all the title belts." You know. Yeah, the only uh, thing now is I want um, I want to add the Ring of Honor title or a Ring of Honor title to that collection. Mm. Yeah, so that's that. I guess that would be that that would be a goal for 2015. Boom! I just said to go winning the <laughs> Ring of Honor title. There you go. There you go. I just said to go I believe, under the mat I believe radio. you want to get that though. I believe you want to get that. Yeah. You know? Exclusive. We got we got to put that on Twitter. Tweet, you know, belt, belt for uh 2015. Need one for the collection. Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. That's 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 high. Oh, uh, Moose, you have been a great guest, man. I am so great, and um, shout out to Shinblade for for setting this up. Um, you have been a great guest. Uh, it's rare that we get a chance to really have a, a guy your stature who who's who had a tenure in the NFL and you know, still a professional wrestler, a growing wrestler at that, at Ring of Honor. Um, anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, you know, um, coming dates. I guess I could. Um, I'll be my next show. I actually have a show this weekend in St. Louis, and another one in South Carolina. And the next Ring of Honor show I'll be appearing on is Nashville, Tennessee, on the on the New Year. 3rd of January, and if you want to find out what Moose is doing, you can follow me on Twitter at MooseNation69 or Instagram at MooseNation69 also. All right. Thank you much, Moose. We thank you much for your time, man. Keep collecting those belts. Mm-hmm. Keep kicking the tail on Ring of Honor. You got one of the best theme songs going around in the in Russell Prairie. <laughs> so it's real catchy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Hopefully, we can uh, have you back on our show very, uh, very soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Moose. Thank you, man. Happy holidays, right. to you, man. Thank you, man. You, you too. Everybody that was a former NFL star and current Ring of Honor talent, Moose, also uh, known as a uh, Quinn, but don't call him Quinn unless you're a close friend with him. Yeah, you don't want him punching your mouth. Yeah, it'll give you that old flipping spear that he does. 
Yeah, that move nice. Well, yeah, <laughs> well nice. oh my I, goodness. And and I will and I will say real quick, fans, we do apologize for, for the botch misinformation. WCW, typical WCW, actually botched. They called both title belts <clears throat> the international title at one point. So, Shen, you did correct me. The big the big the big gold belt when it came back, they called the international title. And then at one point, it was calling the uh, their own belt when Flair left the international title. But hey, we're talking about WCW, so. Hmm. Definitely. Real quick, do you know momentarily Ari Spears will be calling in. Uh, NFC Game Boy, what was your thoughts on Moose? Oh, like I um, I told him before, you, you know, uh, it's, it's rare we have a, a guy of his stature who has had both life in the NFL and still a current wrestler and who can give us the insights of the, the two. He's a great guy, um, and I, if he's still listening, I thank him for giving his his honest opinion about the issues going on, and um, you know, I I can't wait to have him back and and to see more of his matches. Yeah, check out YouTube, check out his theme song. Uh, Shin and Tech is right, it is hot, and he did have and Shin was right. He had the biggest pop in the whole uh, show at Ring of Honor when we was there was for Moose. So, hey, I just keep doing, man. Yes, definitely, and uh. Shimbley, your thoughts? Um, he was just a cool guy, and I have to really, really say that um, as far as this incarnation of uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling, he's actually the first guy to be on the show from uh, Ring of Honor, unless there's somebody else. Uh, yeah, you're actually right. He's the first wrestler so, from Ring of so, Honor. So it's, it's, very, it's very big to have him in. Um, you know, like a cool guy, and plus we got it first that his name came from Michael Vick. Yes, the great legendary Michael Vick. Yes, and we do. We do thank Moose for giving us uh, the breaking news and giving us information, as we always great at getting uh, that a lot of people don't know. Uh, breaking news, fans. Just to let everybody know, um, Stokey Carmichael did give by a quick Black History Month uh, synopsis. Oh. We do know Shin says Stokely Carmichael, and if anybody's wondering who he is, Stokely Carmichael's dead. He died in 1998. He's mostly known for starting the Black Panther movement, Black Power. So, of course, movies such as Dead Presidents and others do um, talk about that very much so. And do you remember, a lot of people don't know this, Stokely Carmichael did do work with Martin Luther King um, near Ebenezer Baptist Church, which, thanks to NFC Game Boy, uh, when we went to WrestleMania 27, we got a chance to actually go to mm-hmm. um, outside. But Stokey Carmichael, uh, civil rights activist, did he work with Martin Luther King beforehand, was a leader at SNCC. Y'all know you black history folks. So this is all me stating this from memory. Uh, didn't you Google for this. But Stokey Carmichael started Black Panther Movement, in case anybody wants to know. And that is your quick news updates. Anything, Game Boy? All right. Yeah. Uh, that great, great news. That yeah. was that was hot. <laughs> Black power. Yeah. Yes. Um. Real, real quick though. Uh. Somebody asked me was I going to speak on it real quick, and I and I told them I was kind of up in the air on it, but I think I finally came to my conclusion. Um. Uh. To to speak on the matter of what happened this weekend. Uh. If you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, a young man here in. Maryland, in Baltimore, actually, 
uh, shot his girlfriend, which she's not dead, she's in critical condition, and went to New York and killed uh, two police officers. Mm. And um, a lot of the tension that's been going on is, you know, where is the memory, where is the memorial for, you know, where is the shirts and stuff for the officers. Um, I'm just going to say that it was a heinous crime. You don't use murder to solve and to to appease another murder, you know. Murder is murder. And uh, hey, the murder. people in the background, they understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you heard my mother. She agreed. Yeah, yeah. Mama. yeah. You know, you don't. You, you know, I I understand. I I understand that we're we're black, and I understand that we have a message. But you don't use murder to solve another murder. And to the family of those two officers. I send my condolences to them. You know, even though they they that's their job is to serve and protect, they was killed cowardly. And to the guy who who was trying to you know honor Eric Gardner's death, that's not how you honor somebody's death by committing another death. Mm-hmm. You honor his death by making sure that nobody else die like that by helping the system because the system is messed up, and and right. it's mostly for black people. Black youth, black males. I know because I'm a part of that system. I, I I know how racial tension is. I've, you can check my background. Um, and I can't hide nothing. So, um, you know, rest in peace to Eric Garner and and um, rest in peace to those those officers, because a coward is still a coward. And whatever yeah. actions you think that you were trying to solve, it was cowardly. And I mean, don't forget before he even shot these cops, he shot his girlfriend. Like, come on, man. You feel what I'm saying? He had a lot of problems, mental problems and stuff. He didn't get the help that he needed and that's what resulted. So that's how that's what I'm gonna say about it. You may agree with me, you may disagree with me, but at least you heard what I had to say. So yeah. I appreciate it. <clears throat> no. Yeah, we I do, I do agree with you, uh N F C Game Boy definitely on that. But uh Moose, very good guy. Yes, um, great. Please, anybody, follow him on Twitter, at MooseNation69. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that correctly, please. I don't say it like NFC Game Boy, but I think you guys <laughs> that. I'm sorry, I missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, his, his, Twitter, his Twitter and his Twitter videos and uh, pictures are hilarious, definitely. Yeah, he's a, yes, he's like Shin said, he's a funny guy. Like he has, and he even when we met him in person at the show, he was just like, you know, he didn't act like you know, stuck up or like you know, uh, he, you know, he was mingling with with people and you know, talking and everything. And, and well, you know, he was just a good guy. Hopefully, Moose doesn't mind me saying this, and uh, he kind of um, already said on the show. And if he doesn't, then um, I'll take a little flipping spare from him. Is that I, I got a, I got a chance to meet Moose um, last year doing work uh, for the show with uh, good old buddy Kendrick and Jaco the Shot of Kings um, in West Virginia. Very good dude Moose was, and Moose did let me know at that time he does deal with back issues uh, at the time too from the NFL or from wrestling. Mm-hmm. But like I say, very humble guy, uh, not a big head. He can walk around with a big head all. You know, uh, Tom Brady and Michael Vick play for the NFL and wrestling, but 
very good guy, funny guy, chill, laid back. Doesn't have a big head at all, so. And likes Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Yeah, he does. How in the world do you make that one? (laughs) I'm sure NFC Game Boy uh, (laughs) definitely uh, loved that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did say, uh, it's we for Aries to call in, um, he did say both were great. So NFC Game Boy, you being a professional in the video game world, do you agree? (laughs) Okay, so uh, I have a personal beef against Sony. Beef, beef. Like I, I have legitimate hatred towards Sony. It has nothing to do with the PS4 or the PS3 or the PS2. It goes all the way back to 1995 when we had the PlayStation. 1995. Yes, my my beef goes that far back. Yes, I'm petty. I'm a Virgo. I'm sorry, but um, is <laughs> is a lot of people, you know, say you got to be Xbox or you got to be PlayStation. You can be whatever you want to be, you know. The PlayStation 4 does have a lot of great features. The Xbox One have a lot of great features. You know, it depends on... Some people like trophies, some people like achievements. You know what I mean? Some people like apples, some people like oranges. Or certificates. Yeah, or, or certificates. You may get it on. <laughs> well, you're right. You're actually right. And to tell you the truth, uh, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, it's just like Coke and Pepsi. Some people like Coke, some people like Pepsi. You know? Or yeah, exactly. Cola. Whatever it is that you like. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you can get RC Cola. People forget RC Cola at one oh my point God. in American history was the was the Cola. Moon Pies, RC Cola, <laughs> Industrial Lunch. Where can you find an RC Cola? Like maybe uh, at a Giant? Go to Giant. Uh, Giant big up, okay. Steve. I know she's listening. She loves Giant. Giant uh, Shoppers, uh, Safeway, Safeway from Coast Lake. <laughs> Eight dollars. I know. <laughs> why, are we, I know. why are we talking about RC and, Cola? And, and breaking these, we were in Pittsburgh. RC Cola, <laughs> sure, you can buy only on only in Pittsburgh. Oh God, we had a great talk about was, RC Cola. Go to NC Game Boy. Nineteen ninety five I will uh-huh. say this: We're talking about RC. We're talking about RC Cola this week, but we were talking about Night Night Court last week. So I will oh, yeah. say, oh, no, hold on, let's, let's not go back to that. Marsha Winfield, <laughs> who I thought was a man, oh, God, God, little. Uh, I'm gonna continue so, the story anyway. while, while we're waiting for right, Aries. Yeah, Aries getting set up. Yeah. Okay, so um, in '95, now you have to remember, I'm I'm in my 30s, so I've been playing <laughs> video games since when I was playing video games back in the day. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, fun. It wasn't. Uh, it was very frowned upon and clownish. You mm-hmm. got talked about. You got picked on. You got beat up if you played video games. Now really? you get the same. You get the same thing if you don't play video games. People look at you like you're a clown and you you get picked on or whatever. That's I, it's the weirdest thing. But anyway, so in '95, really? yes, yeah. yes, oh yeah, it's true. Back back in the I back in the '80s I... and the '90s. I didn't have well, that I mean, growing up. It was like, yeah. Shin, you were in Virginia yeah. Beach, Virginia. Who plays video games in Virginia Beach? A lot of people did. A lot of people. It, it's an like, arcade, yeah. actually. It's a famous arcade if in that Virginia Beach. I mean, consoles, though. Oh, I mean, well, well no, a lot, of people, a lot of people did. It was like when you played video games, if you had the system, you were the man in the neighborhood. You know, Genesis, the man Nintendo, in the neighborhood. that's how it was. You, you, oh, my God, you just texted me an RC Cola. So, so the reason why I hate Sony is because they single-handedly destroyed the 16-bit era. A lot of the greatest, if you go back to the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis era, 
they had some of the best video games and some of the best video game stories. One of my all-time favorite games is Super Metroid. It is by far one of the most intriguing. And a lot of famous video gamers, a lot of famous programmers, a lot of famous editors and guys who write these magazines will tell you Super Metroid is, like, in their top five. Like, it's if you never played the game, get a Super Nintendo, go back and play it. Like, go check it out. Because it's one of those games, it was like, you know, the story was really good. You, The music was great. The game controls was great and all that. Sony is only here to make money. <laughs> it don't care about gamers. It cares about making money. It's an entertainment company. I understand that. You got it. You're a corporation. I understand that. We had Sonny Ono on here a while back ago. You know what Sonny Ono said? The Japanese never created anything. All they do is make stuff better. So that's what the PlayStation did. It made gaming better. Unfortunately, it didn't make it fun. Like, I look at Sony like the WWE. It took wrestling and tried to make it better. You didn't have to make it better because wrestling was already better. Now we got sports entertainment, and guess what? People hate sports entertainment. You know why? Because they think sports entertainment is better than wrestling. Microsoft is a company also. But Microsoft actually cares about their gamers. Yes, they charge money, but they give you, you know, bang for your buck. Now, a lot of people can be on here and be screaming Sony is better and all that. I'm not going to argue with you about what system is better. I'm a grown-ass man, dog. And half of you guys who talk that mess will probably get your teeth knocked out if I saw you in person. Keeping it wrong. I'm just keeping it real. Well, I like the, vir- the virtual boy. <laughs> like, the, vir- the virtual. I'm just, the virtual. I'm just keeping it honest with you because I heard Shin loves the virtual boy. Is it? It's a lot of. I tough, never even played it. It's a lot of tough guys on online who talks a lot of you know. And by my name being NSC Game Boy, for some reason a lot of people think I'm a kid. So when I hear oh, my God. voice and I well, talk to him and I'm like, Yo, I'm, I'm a grown man. Why don't you change it to Game Man? But that that doesn't really have a game. No, Game Game no. Man. Yeah, that doesn't. That no. that sounds like a bad stripper. Like no. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and let's let's not uh let's not. Oh forget. God, we're not doing this live. No. And, and also, <laughs> no, let's not forget uh, Hotline and Hustlers talked about uh in our interview about um strippers that shake. Yeah, well, you know they uh yeah, they did. left us at the airport and wouldn't even give us a, an interview. But you know. Kudos to those guys. You know, I'm not going to bash them. You know what? But um, I'm still that's my reason why I don't like Sony. Huh? Anybody that's wondering, there's an RC Cola Moon Pie Festival that happens every year in Tennessee. Just let somebody know. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Why are we still talking about RC Cola? Hey, just like Nyquil. <laughs> Respect the RC Cola. You know, Do you know what the RC means in RC Cola? Royal Crown. That's what it means. Yes. I, I'm trying to figure I'm out. What's I actually knew that too. What, what's, what's hey, do you know anything about Nihai? So can you can you uh, yeah, provide information much. on Nihai? So go ahead. We we have time. No, we're so. not going to sit here and talk about no damn. We're not going to. We got it. That's the thing about the show. We have to we have to educate the listeners about things that we not know. So We're there, there's one little fool kid in the world. They didn't know about RC Cola, but he does today. <laughs> Just like Nike. Old people drink RC Cola. What, 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 um, what next, Ted? You want to talk about Sanka? You want to talk about Sanka coffee? Really? 
Well, what we can do, speaking of drinks, if you remember back in the day at WWF, uh, remember those YJ Stingers that X-Pac used to promote and he went nowhere? Oh, God. John Cena, Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Uh, Trish Stratus promoted those. John Cena rapped on the commercial. <clears throat> okay, I think I was locked up around this time because I don't remember this. You wasn't locked was up in the Game Boy when uh, Karate Fighters sponsored the Survivor Series, though. No, I wasn't locked <laughs> <laughs> Remember they, they used to have a they used to have a little tournament. Yeah, the little. <laughs> I remember Jerry King Law used to always lose like the first round. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He'll, he'll remember, fight against like the dumbest character. Like I think Doink uh, was something and all that. It was, you want to talk was, about? Uh, you want to talk about randomness? Remember, remember every advertisement they had at the pay per view. They put on a blimp and it would fly around the arena, like all the time. Karate mm-hmm. Fighters, they had PlayStation, and they had a little funny little blimp going around. Yeah, was it Stratex? <laughs> Stratex was one of them. It was Karate Castro, Fighters, Stratex, Castro Tony. GTX. Yes. Yeah, Castro was. was in it for a minute, too. Woo, I know they mad. Uh, Slim Jim, Whoa, of look. course. Who's still selling knee-high drinks? What are you? <laughs> Somewhere. I've never had I a knee-high drink. That's eighties, man. I had that back in the day. They were delicious. And then, then in the eighties, they used to have rock bands, uh, uh, like David Allen Cole. Rock Legends used to sponsor events, but not anymore. And you'd be glad, that, well, you know, that 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 a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of musicians doesn't sponsor WWE events. Well, let, well a lot of a lot of musicians don't watch WWE, and when they you'd be when, when they no when they do, they thinking of. The Hulk Hogan era and stuff. So well, they thinking it's like the same thing. Then when they come, they looking at it, and you know it's and, a it's an experience. Don't get me wrong. The and, WWE does well. They the Disney of the Disney world of experiences. I give them that. You you actually will. You, I will say this. Allow me not watch on the regular, but a lot of them have uh, uh, you know known of. Like you said, they will mention a lot of the old school WWE. I mean, well, Wiley's a big WWE fan, and yes, he is. Uh, other. And a big video game fan at that. Yeah. He used a lot of video yeah, game does. references in his rap. I wonder if Lil Wayne watches WWE. He's probably high most of the time. Oh, God. He's fighting with well, his he, daddy. He said it. Oh, yeah. Birdie Man. He's kissing his daddy. Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. They Show me your love, boy. <laughs> Come here, boy. Sound like Django. It's that Django love. Mm. Yeah. Ew. Never. Uh, Chef Boy ID also were um was a famous sponsor. <laughs> yeah, the BC with the Mick Foley on the island. Where's our <laughs> beefy? What like beefy? Something it was beefy, right? They just kept going around saying beefy. Yeah, oh, and cool. I will uh, give a big shout out to. Um, I'm gonna bring them back on in. Uh, Eric, you there? Tender salting. Eric, Eric, are you there? wonder if he is. Eric, can you see yeah, that? Sorry, my bad. Sorry, sorry. My hey, Eric, uh, real quick. So we talk about sponsors. Um, we, we, got <laughs> we got a chance to watch uh, Monday Night Raw with a Heavy J. And we were trying to figure out the WWE Immortals. They're, they're sponsoring a lot of things. Um, you weren't a big fan of that, were you? It was very, it was very cartoonish. Everything was cartoonish back then. I'm like, oh my gosh! But it just, 
do it, promote their own stuff instead of other things. Yes, I remember that at the time. Mm. So when you think of sponsorships of, of wrestling in general, uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, sports things like Under Armour, um, well, Nike, um, what else? Yeah. Um, help me out, guys, help me out. Nike, Adidas, things like that. That should be a sponsor for wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, yep. I, I don't remember any of the sponsors. I, 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 <laughs> okay. I rarely remember, but. Something like, basically like the sports, though. Basically like football advertising, Adidas, Nike, uh, New Balance, something. That's that makes sense to me. Um, oh, you real know, quick, uh, go ahead. Real, real, real quick, uh, Saltine Eric. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you to do one thing, and you might have to lower your volume down because you're breaking the speakers in here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, we do hear some kind of feedback, Eric. If you can uh, tone it down real quick. All right, no problem. All right, thanks. is that good? Yes. Uh, so Eric, real quick, um. Your overall thoughts of product placement with WWE. Do you remember uh NFC Game Boy uh was away. He didn't you don't remember the YJ the Y J Stingers. Um give us your memories of that. <laughs> Most commercials used to come on after when they um even before the commercial or when they about to come back on. Oh my gosh. They they had like John Cena on there. Um I remember Church Stratus one. I remember YTJ was doing one. He was at the Y. I was. I. I remember. I think they got the name from him when they say YG, Y2J Stinger. I think. I remember YG, that. Because right? hmm. I was like, did Chris Jericho make this or something? <laughs> oh man, that uh, didn't really go well. Um, also, uh, you remember Stacker too? Stacker too. Yes. Yeah, we do. That was uh, there, there a lot be... of people did that. Yeah, for some reason, um, they would be like trying to promote energy drinks. This is way before Monster and what's the mother uh, energy drinks? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster, help me out. Um, Monster. Mountain Dew and energy drink. Oh yeah, Kickstart Mountain Dew. Yeah, Kickstart, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, fat burner stuff. Yeah, the fat burners. So mm-hmm. yeah, for some reason they would be like using a lot of those uh, <clears throat> fat burners. Steroid oh. type things. Don't forget ice cream uh bars. Oh. <laughs> and it's a game where you're a fan yeah. of ice cream bars with Hogan and uh, Savage you know. and King Kong Bundy. No, I learned my lesson back in nineteen eighty nine when I bought the uh the, the Super Mario and Zelda cereal. And I mean that the most horrendous thing I ever ate in my life. So I don't feed into the whole <laughs> Yeah, I, I go that far back. I remember that. <laughs> Like nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, I was in third grade. I never forget that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ate the the Super Mario Zelda cereal that used to have the little half and half. Yeah, I ate that mm-hmm. thinking, you know, hey, I'm I like the game. The cereal gonna be good. Yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> so now mm-hmm. when they do those little like data, you got nah, I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not, you but, don't have faith in uh, WWE. No, I don't have, I don't have faith in their, uh, their beverage or food uh, uh, placement products or whatever. But I do have a question for Mister Eric. Um, sure. Why don't you like the NFC Game Boy so much? Because in our past meetings, you have 
a lot of hatred and hostility toward the boy. And my my I can understand your reasons for hating me because I mean I am the Antoine Truth. But you know I just want to <laughs> know just why why so much why so much hatred toward me like. You know, I, I I never done nothing to you. I don't think so. I mean, personally, I don't. But I just every time we we come we we cross paths, it's just it's just like I I get that evil eye, like that that like that CM Punk Triple H type of vibe. Like you know, I just don't like him. <laughs> nah. You know, and I just I just want to you know clear the air while you know while we having a chance and everything. Um, just just why why the hate, man? You know, I'm a great nah, guy. I don't hate you. No, I don't hate you. You cool as shit, man. Always been. I just don't like the GM. I don't like your GM personality. You suck as GM. I like NFC Game Boy. Oh, oh, so it's the other way around. Oh, he don't like the GM. But don't worry about it. The GM, George Burkett, don't like you either. (laughs) He don't like none of y'all. Like, his sole purpose is to make sure that the belt stays with the winners. And it stays with someone who's used to winning, like me. I win a lot. I, I, I'm you know winning what? right now. I, <laughs> yeah, what? That's, that's true. That, that, that's true. That's true, NFC. But to, to tell you the truth, Eric just pulled the pause card, which I had to pull out because he said, I like, he's like, I like your game, boy. It's just kind of, I just want to yeah, put yeah, that they, out there. Really, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they, they really, yeah, they really did. Wow. Wow, really? Really? That's that's how you gonna, really? that's how you gonna take you gonna you gonna put that, that gonna, that's that's our correspondent sensational one that that brought that wow out. that that out of everything <laughs> that, that was the one part that stood out to you huh that's that's what your mom was oh about. my gosh really no I heard the whole huh? thing and you know Game Boy Game Boy is cool but it was like you know Eric just came up I like your Game Boy and it just sounded like <laughs> delivery <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's messed up right there, man. That's my. That right is there. cold, man. That's cold. We have, we have fans out there who's listening, <laughs> and you're you're implying stuff like that about the boy. No, you got female <laughs> fans that like the boy, but but Saltine just came up and was just like, I like what? The hey, yo. <laughs> oh man. Hey, yo. Are we, you saying we do? We do apologize. What in the world? Wait, that yo, was, wait, really? That, that, that was that was worse than the Adrian <laughs> That was worse than that interview, and I, I I just jumped back when I heard that when I'm when somebody's calling you know me. What? I muted my own mic. This, this, okay, this, to, this this is how we going to start with this. Uh, we do have time soon. Um, down the line, we we, we will have a, a debate battle. We will have a. Uh, Eric Hughes, I was on a saltine in the wrestling community. No money maker um, eh. Dang God, that's not that, that, that's that's not your name. That's not your name. Saltine <laughs> versus Jim Blade. Saltine from Riot City. Yeah, we saltine Riot City gave it name. Big ups to Riot City and uh, the sensational one, Shim Blade, in a debate, ten minute debate. So 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 Eric, you can defend yourself hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold up, Tack. He says he's the moneymaker EH. What 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 gave you the name moneymaker? Like who did somebody bestow that name upon you, or you just gave it to yourself? No, he got that from the <laughs> I'm a businessman and I make things happen, baby. Be a business. Okay. He, Give he, me he an example of what you mean by make things happen. Yeah, he does. Compute 
Well, I'm good at computers and basically like in the business field. Basically, I know like contracts and everything. I know business law and basically business law, basically oh. common sense. <laughs> okay, so you make things yeah. happen in the computer world and in business. So let me get so let me get an example. When you're talking about making things happen, you're talking about if you were at a computer, when you turn it on. That is making things happen. Are we talking about that type of make things happen or something else? <laughs> no, like um, typing contracts. I could do much of that stuff, man. Help oh, people oh, out, okay. you know, giving advice. Like giving advice, okay. mentoring. What is the latest advice yeah, you yeah. to somebody? Hold up. What's the latest advice that you've given to somebody? It hasn't been a while. That's been a long, that's been a while, like last year, man. Can't remember half the stuff happened this year. Man, hold up. We we about to go in 2015. You talking about last year? You <laughs> in 2013? Yeah, that was all year round. You didn't give nobody no advice. Well, well a- actually, if I can, yeah. if I can butt in. Um, okay. Uh, sure. Saw a team may not remember that he actually did did give a few people some good advice. I, I, I will I will vouch for him on that. Uh, I'm tech, so I definitely remember much about last month. I got a friend of ours and a mutual friend. He ended up uh, helping out. And um, I actually have to say that uh, uh, EH, he, Saltine EH, he, uh, he mentioned somebody for advertising to me, though. I still haven't checked that venture out, though, but I'm, I'm going to eventually do it uh, once things go for the better. Yeah. So, so yeah. he does make things happen, though, but, you know, I'm just I'm just wondering about the moneymaker part because I thought the Miz gave that to him. <laughs> no. That was years, again, years ago. But then again, EH, you know, with the moneymaker gimmick, you know, uh, you're doing a lot better than The Miz with that. So, you know, that says a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you're right so, there. Um, real, real quick, um, a fan just uh, sent us a message, and they wanted to say something to NFC Game Boy. They said, uh, let NFC Game Boy know that Sony sucks eggs. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, fan. Another fan that doesn't <laughs> like uh, Sony products, which Sony actually uh, – uh, help uh, sponsor well sponsorships the movie The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. The same one that well, they uh, r- ridicule yeah. uh, Denzel Washington because they uh, shout out to to those guys too. Oh yeah, getting hacked all the time. Yeah, you know they uh, wasn't, wasn't, they put in uh, emails and stuff. Yeah, talking about Denzel and they said that uh, uh, President Obama liked Kevin Hart or something. You know, like Kevin Hart movies and 12 Years a Slave, those crazy emails they put out. Yeah. Mm. I just leave the PS3 to the PS3, so I don't I don't put much behind it. So. Well, I be believe that North Korea... Like, I believe North Korea has something to do with it because Koreans hate Japanese people. So... Well, to tell you the Which is crazy because well, I actually can speak a little bit Japanese. <laughs> well, well, to tell you the truth, uh, to tell you the truth, NFC Game Boy, I think... As far as the Koreans are concerned, I think the uh, dictator Kim Jong Un is the anonymous raw GM. So that's just that was ill, not uh. Yeah, that's yeah, Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Un, the one now. Oh, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, he died. He died like two years ago. Yeah, was two, three years ago. I will say a funny clip is when he actually fell down the steps. Kim Jong Il. If you look that up on YouTube, hilarious. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, he he's walking and he just tripped down the steps. Now, well, um, 
I can hear the Benny Hill yeah. um, music in my mind when that happens. <laughs> real quick, real quick, uh, uh, um, Saltine, Eric, um, give us real quick, real quick, your takes on uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One, which one you think is better. Moose did say how he felt both were great, and the Game Boy has a long um, loathe and hatred towards um, Sony since 1995. <laughs> So what's your thoughts real quick? I believe Xbox is better with multiplayer. When when you play um, multiplayer games on um, Xbox, it's more fluent. Compared to PS, um, PlayStation, it's like sometimes it'd be laggy and sometimes cut off because when I play on PlayStation 3, because I had um, one Call of Duty game, and it was like cutting me off. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then when I was playing on Xbox, it was much better. It was like, it was loading right. It was it was flowing. I, I just don't understand. It's like PS3, I mean, not PS3, I should say PS3, PS4. They need to work on the multiplayer better, I believe. Okay. With that being said, uh, Eric Keys, we thank you, Moneymaker. So, team, uh, thank you much for supporting the show, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Real you. quick, Frank, we do, uh, once you make an announcement, we do apologize once again. Uh, just got in contact and some information. Our experience will not be able to make the show. We do apologize. Some things came up. We already know he is nationally known, very busy. So we do apologize. We will have him back on the show um, next year. Uh, we will give you a date once we get a, a date confirmed. We do know a sensational one, a correspondent. We'll be working on those details. So we do apologize for that. So And uh, somebody just Facebooked. Just said uh, this episode could be called Moose and Sony's. <laughs> Moose and Sony's. Eh, yeah, yeah. Could definitely I can be. Take, I, can, I can take that one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, with that, also, um, since we are on here and we are talking about sponsorships and video games or whatnot, you think of wrestling video games. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, we had this conversation before, but... Uh, no, I'm, I'm action. I don't know we we got the action. The, the first thing. Are you talking about the first thing or my favorite? No, first thing. I mean, the first thing is WWE, but my favorite... One of my favorite wrestling games was called uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters. Very great, and, 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 and I, I do, I do, I would love for WWE to come up with a good arcade-ish video game, um, like the WrestleMania well, arcade game, say next same Well, they had the um, they had the WrestleFest game that they re that they repackaged and bought out, but it was only for like mobile devices, and I was waiting for PlayStation and Xbox, and it never came, it never came out. I guess because of THQ bankrupt bankrupting, but. <laughs> It would have, have been awesome to have that game on the system. Well, <clears throat> of course, you know, since we do have time, you know, anybody wants to call in and talk any, anything wrestling, uh, you call in 760-888-5749. That cough is a part of the number. 760-888-5749, press one. We do have to address uh, the big viral news in the wrestling world is CM Punk is officially signed with UFC. Please call in. So, I want to, and 
<laughs> Champlain, and it, I'm 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 a heaven this again boy give his thoughts. Uh what's your thoughts on CM Punk now making the transition from being a pro wrestler to sports entertainer and now to UFC uh, fighter? Well, I I think a lot of people are forgetting something. CM Punk actually can fight. <laughs> And the reason why I say this is because, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, he doesn't have a martial arts background and, you know, he's just doing it for publicity or something. But if you know, if you watch CM Punk's work, he 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 do what he has to do because he's in a field where he has to. But he actually has trained for years. I do believe that when he finally gets in the octagon, a lot of people are going to be surprised and a lot of people are going to be apologetic because they're going to start to see and realize what I think we all agree, that CM Punk actually is going to do well in the UFC. Now, granted, this ain't um, scripted storylines and and uh, telltale endings, but this is fighting, and CM Punk has been fighting his whole life. Like he didn't come, he didn't come with a silver spoon. He didn't come from a legendary family. He came from the gutter. Hey, any guy who came from the gutter, he came from where I came from, because that's where I came from. We came from the gutter, and we still fight. And if you think that CM Punk is just gonna go in there and embarrass himself, and he's just going in there just to get some money or whatever, then you don't know CM Punk because if he was all about the money. He'd been back at WWE, um, WWE still giving those great promo, um, promo still great, um, great matches, and still taking everybody else's money because he's still the best thing there. So that's my opinion on it. Shimblade, your uh, your thoughts? Well, personally, with Punk. CM Punk, I like. I like the road that he's taking. He's not going to say, I'm going to fight the top guys in, on the roster. He's going to go against somebody that's going to be 0-0 zero and zero or 1-0, and 0-1 oh at that lower level. And I I applaud him for that because he's not trying – like game, NFC Game Boy said, he is not trying to be like the moneymaker like Brock Lesnar was coming in because Brock didn't know his first fight. And he had to tra- he had to retrain, um, you know, you know, like like everybody says, Punk came from meager background, and you know, father drank his liver, and his mother was whatever ha- with her. So, I respect him a whole lot because he's trying to go through this venue, and then like like Game Boy said, he could have still stayed in WWE, but to me, that staff infection bump on his back thing, I think that was. A the straw that broke the uh, camel's back. I think personally, if Punk wasn't tired of wrestling, he would have went to Global Force or uh, uh, whatever have you. You know, just like uh, Alberto Del Rio, who is now Alberto El Patron. And also, shout out to Princess Wrestling, who follows me vigorously on uh, Twitter, who is a big Del Rio fan. So my thing about Punk is I'm 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 waiting with bated breath. To uh, to see his first fight, you know, no, that's actually a turn. Bated breath. Yeah, that's actually well, a turn. I I'll say that uh, we we all know the NFC Game Boy said we all know that uh, Sam Punk can fight. He's a legit fighter. 
I do agree with his move. Very smart business move. He decided to make the move once everything went viral again. And his uh, there's a term in the wrestling is called getting over. And of course, Punk was over uh, a lot during his run. I believe in 2012, definitely after the pipe bomb, he was out selling Cena, excuse me, merchandise. But then. Steam kind of went down, of course, at Default Taker. We all know the issues that happened and once he left. So Punk did a great business move with deciding, okay, things are hot. He has money in the bank. He's comfortable. Why not go to another genre of UFC that he's already a fan of? So I agree with Punk. I'm glad he made the move. Very smart decision. He does know how to fight. Problem is, this is a whole other world. So he's going against... And, and, and like Dan Severin and Ken Shamrock said on this show, and even Boss, is that ho- hopefully <clears throat> they book CM Punk's opponents according to his experience, unlike they did Brock. So hopefully CM Punk goes in facing someone that's on his level, because I don't care how good of a fighter you are <clears throat> with him being fresh and being a rookie. That's my opinion, going to see UFC. If he goes against somebody that's more experienced and has been doing this for a long time, right off the jump, he's going to lose. Well, he said that in his own words. So, and Punk's a smart guy. So, you know, I'm glad that Punk is doing this. Definitely great business ploy for him and UFC. Now, also, let's think of this wild card before I bring in a caller. Is this. What if Brock decides to go back to UFC after WrestleMania? So now you have Brock and CM Punk in the UFC. Hmm. Well, once again, you you, you just said, you know, Brock is a lot more experienced fighter. I mean, he's a UFC champion. And CM Punk is working his way up. If if that was to ever come to fruition, it will definitely take a while. You know, you, you're talking about maybe a year or two before you would ever see that. I personally don't want to see it. I don't want to see mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar and CM Punk in the octagon. I, I think it's a big mismatch between the two. I think that it only will draw because they both died a stars and they had that. If it wasn't for that, it'd just be Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk, and you know what I mean? That's it. Well, I want to know. I, I want, I'm not even sure they would really face each other because of the weight difference. And that was about to be my That's final point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, they, you know, the class, you know, he's a heavyweight, and, you know what I mean, it's – even if they was the same way, I still don't think it would be. I think it looked good on paper. I don't think it would look good in in the octagon because, you know, Punk don't really have no real beef with Brock, and I don't think Brock has no real beef with Punk. You know, behind closed doors. Oh no, uh-huh. you know they 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 generally just you know cool with each other, which is fine. But you know, with the media hyping it up and stuff, I just. That's not something I would think that would, would do well. It would just draw in money, but I don't think the match would be to the caliber that we would want it to be. Right. Real, real quick, that being, in, um, being said, uh, thanks for the Anderson game, boy. We're going to bring in a couple of callers. Uh, are you cool? Are you cool? T40, welcome to Under the Mat Radio. I have a question about CM Punk. Which wrestlers in WWE do you think that can beat CM Punk in the UFC fighting in? Middleweight division. Hmm. This is Shiki. Thanks, buddy, for calling. Uh, repeat your question again. Okay. Any wrestlers in the WWE or Impact Wrestling that can beat CM Punk 
in a UFC fight, fighting at middleweight fight limit? Hmm. Uh, offhand? I mean, that's a good question. I knew Jericho could hold his own. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Jericho. Shane, Shane, can you think anybody? Uh, Joe. Joe Joe's, Joe's enough. Well, Joe's really middleweight. He's a little heavy. I can't count Joe. We just took that from me. Um, Samoa Joe. <clears throat> um, you said what wrestler could take Punk in the, in the octagon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it got to be in the middleweight, though. Yeah, same way. Um, I'm thinking two guys. I'm thinking two guys. One is Kenta, and the other one is uh, Devitt, Finn Balor. I think they could. I think they could go one-on-one. Hmm. I mean, you see Kenta's matches. You see Kenta's matches. I mean, he got a lot of striking. Um, Finn Balor, Mm. I think he just has presentation with the body paint, which is for special events, and people keep will stop asking me about that. Okay. Cheeky, Cheeky, who do you think um, could take CM Punk on in an octagon and impact the WWE? I think Davey Richards, possibly. Hmm. 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 Anybody else? Uh, That's the only one that came to mind. Okay. All right. Um, Anything else you want to add as far as uh, your thoughts of Raw last night or any uh, thoughts you got for this Wrestle Kingdom 9 coming up in January? Uh, that's the final question. Do you foresee any females in wrestling, either wrestle for WWE or Impact Wrestling, getting into UFC? And if so, who? Females? Right. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, females and females going to uh, going to UFC. I would think more so on like the Impact area. Um, that's a guess a good one, Cheeky. I can't I you know, I really don't see any female WWE right now that would do bait that John. What about y'all? I I know a female, um, but she's not in any of the federations, but I think Austin Kong know... probably with the right training, <laughs> I think she would actually be kind of a formable opponent. Hmm. Do you think anybody, Cheeky? Uh plus when Taya but that's just a guess it's based on her dungeon experience. Oh, okay. Actually, I, 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 I debate that one because Natalia is just a grappler, and a lot of times in MMA, you have to be like multifaceted, at least about two or more styles in order to succeed in the MMA ring. I don't think <clears> one <throat> could, uh, I don't, I, and Game Boy can correct me, but I don't think one style could actually make you a great fighter in, uh, in uh, UFC or, you know, Bellator or anything like that. I think you have to agree with you. two or more, like a hybrid. Yeah. Like grapplers don't. I don't, and I'm not trying to crap on anybody, but grapplers don't really win matches, you know, because they have to, they have to grab you, and you know, strikers can, but they have to, they have to wrap you up in moves in order to get a submission. So you have to know both, and that's where Brock Lesnar uh, failed in his first fight. And next, you know, he did training. He came back, and he was a champ for a while. So that's just my mm-hmm. belief, though, but. My thing is, is that if you want to talk about females that get into MMA, you got to go to Japan because most of those females can strike and grapple. Mm. I mean, right. now if you if you go on if you go on U.S. television, I could 
say, and it's a far stretch, I could say Sexy Sky from uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Well, Cheeky, thanks so much, man, for calling in. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cheeky. Uh, good old follow with Cheeky that's been following us for, uh, since day one. Uh, Cheeky also <clears throat> let you know, uh, due to some technical difficulties and whatnot, we did not forget about your prize. So um, we will yeah. be shipping that to you uh, in the beginning of the new year. So um, bringing it now, real quick, our good old buddy General T Storm, good uh, spoke, spokesman for the winners. Uh, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, Joe? I know, yeah, T, um, I know you wanted to call real quick and um, uh, about two or three minutes. Give um, express what's on your heart. I know you had some words to say towards uh, Jimmy Dream and Adam Ugly. Yeah, first of all, Adam Ugly. The night of was the cage fight before Christmas. I was just sitting there, and I was shoving my sign right in front of his face, telling him how bad him and Jimmy are as tag team partners. Jimmy, I think you're just a control freak. You know what, Jimmy? I think you might want to hear this from everybody that I've heard and I've been talking to lately. Everybody in that locker room, half of those guys don't even like you. They don't like your attitude. They don't don't like the way how you think you know everything. No. People don't want some cocky-ass freaking idiot like you to be, you know, acting like you're the king of the shit backstage. Nobody likes that. Now, Adam, let me get back to you. You came up to me. You wanted to see my sign. I showed you my sign. But for you to rip it, what the hell were you thinking? You know, when Andy Weinberg saw you rip it, You know what he told me? He said, Adam's going to get his ass beat in the new year of 2015. And if Jimmy ever gets in the middle, his ass is going to get beat again and again and again. But for that night, when the winners beat you guys, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you guys may call Andy Weinberg and the winners losers and call me and a bunch of other people losers. No. All the guys from Under the Mat Radio know how you are, Jimmy and Adam. They don't like you. And you know what? One last thing is for you and Adam is that you guys need to learn know how to respect people and the fans. You know, I respect you guys for what you do in that ring. But I don't respect you for disrespecting me, Andy Weinberg, and my colleague, Morgan, and the winners. No. Okay. You don't take that. Okay. okay. And, and you know what, NFC okay. Game Boy? Yes, sir. You were, you were right about Sony. Yeah, they do suck eggs. Because I was the one that said that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, General T. Storm to say that. Well, oh. uh, General T. Storm, thank you again for calling. Keep supporting it. Yeah, um, the winners. We will we will try to get a hold of Jimmy Dream and Adam Ugly. Once we're able to get them back on the show scene, we'll make sure we'll have you on so you can um, hear that response, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I want them to, I want them to tell me what they think. Because you know what? I have one last thing before I still listen to you guys. Is that Jimmy? You may think you are better, smarter, and you really think you're pretty. You know what? I've been talking to a lot of fans and a lot of friends of mine, and what they think of you. You're goddamn ugly. So get that. Your partner, Adam, his name is Adam Ugly. His name should be changed to something else that's stupid. And that is Adam Loser. And the name for you, Jimmy, is Jimmy the Loser Punk. All right, guys. All right. All right, Thank you, right, Jimmy. Babe. You guys. Thank you. Thanks. That was a uh, general T Stone speaker for the winners, and even the dogs agreed. But real quick, we're gonna break in a, a good old man to close it out for the next five minutes. Tove, what's up, man? Tove. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, what's up? What's going on? Of course, you know you always uh, call in and uh, give your uh, history lessons and uh, give your little words. No, oh, nothing this week. I mean, I only have something to say is. As whatever is, you know, if WWE is doing something good or something bad, then I guess what I'm really trying to say is uh, it's like 106 in Park, rest in peace, 106. 106 is only as good as hip-hop is, and, you know, the 106 fell off because hip-hop fell off, but that's not a story. I mean, at least AJ and Free got the last show. But um, let's see. Let's, let's end things on a good note. Uh, I, I've talked about this with uh, Tech privately. Uh, I think 2015 is looking like a good year for uh, – the battle of number two, WWE, even though it's seen better days, is still number one. We just have to accept that. But uh, what about number two? We got uh, Impact Wrestling and the reboot, Destination America. You got Lucha Underground, his stock is rising. You got Ring of Honor. They're doing live pay-per-views. They just signed Dario. He's doing some work. He's making some waves going on. Uh, they're making more TV deals up north. You got Lucha Underground. Well, I said Lucha Underground. You got NXT. I'm going to count NXT simply because it's so different from the main product, and it's pretty clear that whoever's in charge of booking, writing, is not in charge in WWE. You know, so Triple H definitely knows what he's doing from a creative standpoint. Uh, and we got New Japan Pro Wrestling and Global Force Wrestling. I'm not exactly sure what the deal is with Global Force. I know they got a show on January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom 9. I know JR is going to be hosting that. Uh, Matt Stryker will be doing color commentary with him. Uh, they seem to focus that show on the Bullet Club. So 2015 looks like it's going to be an exciting year for wrestling as far as uh, number two goes. Because, you know, we've all said TNA is number two, but I actually think TNA's number two status is being threatened and questioned. You know, and um, I, I don't know if anybody has Destination America, but my mom, she watches it all the time. Uh, because they have a lot of ghost yeah, shows and stuff, and and um, they have a lot more Impact Wrestling ads on Destination America in like two weeks than I've seen Spike do in like five years. Because Spike was always advertising <laughs> like MMA, UFC stuff, you know. And I'm actually happy that TNA is moving to Friday, and they got a show coming on Saturday because those are untapped markets. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is it just annoys me every Monday, like when I see these long threads for Raw, and it's like over maybe 600, 700 comments, and people are just saying how bad the show is, then I see other shows that are good, and I, I never see a thread. Like, how many times do you, like, scroll through Facebook? How many times do you see a thread for NXT 
or a thread for Rachel Vaughn. Like, you know, there are other shows out there, guys. So to all the listeners out there, like, if you're you're tired of WWE, just just watch other stuff, man. It's out there. You just got to find it. Well, you said the magic words in NXT to me. Shimbley is going to have a little uh, big smile on his face. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, Actually, for Toph, and for those who don't know Under the Mat Radio, I do Inside Wrestling with Nate Manzo, and Toph is on the show. So Toph is kind of like... My, my, my partner on the show broadcast podcast. Yeah. So yeah. um I agree with everything that you're saying. It's like if you don't like WWE Three product, minutes. it's all it's always something to go to. So mm-hmm. my thing is is that um I still watch the Raw and SmackDown product and and we talk about how bad it is, but we I always try to put a positive alternative to say like look, Raw is bad, SmackDown is bad, you got NXT, you have Lucha Underground, you got uh, global force when it comes out. Oh, by so, the way, the don't people, forget that there's a there's also Japan that has wrestling that people could be watching too. <clears throat> Great yeah, matches they also. Got a deal. They got a deal with uh, AXS TV or something. So um, mm-hmm. I, I agree yeah. with I agree with Tof says and, and I follow Tof, I, I I follow Tof on Facebook and he posts that stuff and I actually agree with that because. When people when 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 I meet people in independent shows, they're saying like how bad WWE is and this that and the third, and I have to say is that what else is there to watch? We have like a a, a ground swelling of shows that's coming out, and plus you know independent shows that we go to, uh, they're up in their game as well. They're trying to be like the number three or the number fours. So, Tope, yeah. I do agree with you. Thank you for putting that uh, that statement out. And, you know, like I said, that's I want to see real right quick, big big shout-out to our man, Nate, who's hilarious. You know, uh, Shane does a lot of the, you know, I, you know depending on all schedules, <clears throat> me and NFC Game Boy and always available to do uh, Nate show inside wrestling. But, you know, Shane Blaze is a regular on there, very great show. Yeah, if you get a chance, up. please check out Nate's show was posted on Under the Mat Radio, John Cena versus the World Pay Per View. Hilarious. Where John Cena um, kicked out in uh <laughs> real quick and uh real quick, Shan. Um okay. where John Cena actually does defeat almost everybody. He kicks out from mm-hmm. an atomic bomb, Jesus and the wise men, Ebola, the Illuminati. Everything that goes <laughs> you, you can face <laughs> John wow, Cena. Even the Illuminati can be John Cena. That's messed up. No, they they can't. Yeah, even the Illuminati can't. Damn, that's messed up. Yeah, um, um <clears throat> speak, real qu- hmm. speaking of it, real quick, so uh, 30 seconds, black man went on Raw last night, uh, all truth. Yeah, um, yeah, what? there's no joke for that, it writes itself. Maybe he should be part of the New Day? No, that's good. Yeah, maybe oh, he should. Oh, no, 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 no. Speak, Speaking of well, Leecher, um, real quick, Shin, while we got, while we got Tofu online, real quick, uh, speaking of Leecher Underground, make the announcement for the next show. I got two of them real quick. Number one, um, next week we will be having uh, Lucha Underground executive producer uh, Eric Van Wagenen, and we also have uh, Skip Bedell from Catch a Contractor. And also, uh, speaking of podcasts, I will be doing one next month for the independent podcast. Yes. All right. So, if anything, you want to you wanna add or promote real quick? Oh, no, no, nothing. Just everybody have a happy Christmas and all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank Happy you Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hashtag uh, uh, Toast Tim Juice. 
With that being said, fans, thank you much. We will catch you next week. We do apologize. Uh, everybody already spins and not able to make it. We will be bringing them back very soon once we confirm a date. Thanks to everybody that called in. General T-Storm, thank you, Saltine Eric Hughes. <clears throat> um, thank you, Moose, uh, for calling in, sharing stuff. Of course, thanks for everybody listening. Tennessee Game Boy, Shin. Mm-hmm. I just want to say 2015, the fall of sports entertainment. Not WWE, sports entertainment. Hashtag Falls Sports Entertainment 2015. Yes, and, and also, also hashtag RC Cola. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, uh, 2015 Under the Mat Radio is doing a lot more than what's going to happen now, so be on the lookout. We're having a like page just starting of the first of the year, so be on the lookout for that. Yes. All right. And more major announcements. Love you much, guys. Hashtag RC Cola. Hashtag uh, Hatred Towards Oh, somebody. my God. And we will talk Happy to you holidays. next week. Enjoy your Christmas. Happy we'll holidays. See you next week. Yes, next week. Amen. Yes. Lucky game, boy, as Eric says. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all much. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.